You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 39 of the PharmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. One of the biggest goals or financial hopes people have for themselves, specifically as they get older, is having a successful retirement and having a successful transition into retirement. And even though that may seem simple enough, it is extremely complex and there's a lot of things that go into making sure that everything is wrapped up the way it should be when it comes to your retirement planning to help you optimize everything you want for yourself in your golden years. And that's why in this podcast, I'm going to go over a couple key do's and don'ts that any pre-retiree, regardless of what age, can use in order to help make their retirement more successful, or I should say increase the likelihood of their retirement being more successful. So let's jump right in. The first do on the do's and don'ts list of a successful retirement is do create a pinpoint clarity for yourself of what your first year's worth of expenses will be in retirement based off of your most previous year of expenses. So let's let's simplify that a little bit. So what you're going to want to do is, let's just say that in 2022, you plan on retiring. What you're going to want to know is what were your 2021 expenses? How much did you spend on groceries and travel and fun stuff and basic living expenses and utilities and all that good stuff. And you don't have to have it categorized at that level, but you have to have a really good understanding of what you spent throughout the year. Because more likely than not, your spending is not going to change too dramatically than what it was while you were working during your last year before retirement. I have seen it many times over that a lot of people anticipate their expenses will drop quite significantly when they get to retirement. In those first one to three years of retirement, their spending actually mirrors very closely what the most previous year's spending was during their last year of work. So having a really good understanding and being able to clearly see what those expenses were your last year of working will help you take those expenses, extrapolate it into those first couple years of retirement, and you'll have hard data that you can rely on from an expense standpoint to do proper planning, not only for the beginning of your retirement, but throughout the remainder of your retirement for however long you want to plan that out to be. Don't jump the gun on social security. So a lot of people decide that they want to retire at some point in their 60s. Um, More and more often now people are deciding they want to actually retire in their 50s. But historically, a lot of people retire in their 60s because that's when they have the opportunity to turn on social security. So a lot of people are educated to know that they are allowed to turn on their social security at age 62. But what a lot of people don't understand is you should actually wait until your mid 60s or mid to later 60s to turn on social security because that's when you receive your full retirement benefit. If you turn on social security early, you're actually reducing the amount of social security you could actually get if you waited. And that reduced amount will be a reduced amount for the remainder of your life. So turning it on early will not only keep you from getting more money later on in life, 
It will keep your spouse from getting more money later on in life if your social security check is actually bigger than theirs and you pass away before them. So don't jump the gun and take social security right away just because you can. Make sure that if you do, it's truly in your best interest and it aligns with the rest of your retirement plan. Do consider Roth conversions. When you retire, like I mentioned before, your expenses probably aren't going to be a lot lower those first couple years of retirement than previous. But depending on how you have your retirement assets set up, your tax bill could be a little less in retirement and that could leave room for doing Roth conversions, filling up federal tax brackets to whatever federal bracket you want to be in every single year by doing those Roth conversions will then decrease the tax liability you have on that money in the future, specifically if tax rates go up. So let's just say you do a $30,000 Roth conversion and you're in the 12% federal tax bracket. That $30,000 will be taxed at 12%. But now that $30,000 will be sitting in a Roth IRA, which means for the rest of your life, you don't have to worry about paying tax on that money ever again, according to current law and rules right now. And if tax rates go up and you find yourself in a 15% bracket or a 20% bracket later on in life, again, that $30,000 that you did a Roth conversion on is money that will never have the liability of being taxed at those higher rates if tax rates go up in the future. So do consider Roth conversion specifically if it again aligns with the rest of your retirement plan. Don't let media dictate your decision making. Over the course of a 25, 35, 45 year retirement period, we are going to experience some sort of pullback or recession or big drop in investment markets. And what happens with a lot of people is they accelerate their fears by listening to media. So all of a sudden we have a big drop in investment markets and we hit a recession and you turn on CNBC and they have all the the red numbers out there and they have analysts and economists that are on that are talking about how bad things are going to get. And it fills your head full of fear and that fear clouds your decision making. And it will probably lead you to doing something with your money that over the long term isn't wise to do. Realistically, it's selling during a bad market and realizing those losses in your investment portfolio. So don't let media dictate your decision making specifically when fear is involved because that fear is going to cloud your decision making. And ultimately, it's going to lead you to make a poor decision that over the long term, you wish you probably wouldn't have made. And I will say that working with a financial professional will help with this. If you're a do-it-yourselfer and you're doing everything on your own, it becomes very, very important not to let media dictate your decisions because you're not going to have anybody else to rely on and keep you from making poor decisions. So don't let media dictate your decision-making, specifically when it comes to reacting based off of fear. Do have a safe distribution rate. So when you get into retirement, you have to pay yourself in order to live in retirement. Nowadays, not a lot of people are lucky to have pensions and social security big enough to be able to provide them everything they need from an income standpoint in retirement. A lot of people have to go and start taking from their retirement portfolios or their retirement money that they've spent their entire life accumulating. How much do you take every single month and every single year? How do you know that what you're taking right now won't adversely affect your future finances down the road, meaning that taking too much out right now could end up leaving not enough in your retirement portfolio later on in life, which could cause a bunch of different problems. And what if you want to make a big purchase in retirement? How do you know the 
ramifications or negative effects that's going to have on your future self by pulling out a large sum of money, or maybe it's not going to have any sort of negative effect at all. And that all comes back to what is your safe distribution rate? What is your distribution plan in retirement? And what rules do you have set up and in place that will allow you to make those decisions and keep emotion out of it? So understanding and having a safe distribution rate and a distribution plan is extremely important in retirement because it will allow you to navigate all those decisions you're going to want to have answered as early as you possibly can in your retirement. Don't lock yourself in and lock yourself into any long-term decisions. So I've seen this a couple times where somebody retires and all of a sudden they decide that they want to take out a giant loan to help out a family member or a big student loan to help out a child or a grandchild or something like that. And now all of a sudden they've placed 60, 70, $80,000 of debt on their shoulders in retirement. And what that does is it creates a lot of unflexibility, if that's a word, from a cash flow standpoint, where now you can't control where you spend your money because you have this big piece of debt hanging over your head that basically is forcing you to take whatever percentage of your cash flow every single month to be put toward that debt. So your financial resources become a lot more restricted, which means it becomes harder to navigate the different little risks you're going to experience in retirement when it comes to your money, because you don't have full control of where it all goes every single month and every single year. And the other thing about taking on a lot of debt or locking yourself into any long-term decisions is I think just from my own perspective and working with a lot of retirees is it decreases happiness and contentment in your life. Knowing that you don't have full control over your decisions in retirement over time creates less satisfaction in a retirement overall. So don't lock yourself into any long-term decisions, specifically if you're kind of on the fence of whether you should or not. Now, I know there are going to be some circumstances in retirement where you're going to be forced to lock yourself into long-term decisions because that's just the way it works, and that's okay. But when you have the ability to say no and you're on the fence, chances are saying no is probably long-term what's going to be best for you. I can't remember who said it, but there was somebody quoted a long time ago that said, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. That same decision-making process should be used in retirement when it comes time for you to determine whether you want to pursue something or lock yourself into something long-term. If it's not something you're 100% behind and passionate about, your decision should be no. So don't lock yourself into any long-term decisions or long or place yourself with any long-term debt in retirement. Do create a team of financial professionals. Your retirement, in my opinion, is far too important and far too complex and is changing far too often from an economic and regulatory standpoint for any single individual to be able to keep up with everything that's going on and then understanding how what's changing applies to their specific situation. And I'm not just talking from a financial planning standpoint. One of the big areas that has changed dramatically and continues to change at a rapid pace is tax planning. Again, a financial advisor like myself and my firm could help clients with that, but it's also important to have a professional accountant in your corner as well. Um, I had a guest on the most recent podcast before this one, Scotty Sykes, who mentioned he cringes every time he hears somebody say that they don't have an accountant do their taxes. He's a professional who understands all the complexities that are involved in something like this and that and why having a professional on your side can dramatically change the outcomes 
and those type of situations. And again, we could talk about lawyers for estate planning. We could talk about financial advisors for retirement planning. We could talk about accountants for tax planning. I know a lot of those different areas bleed into each other, but creating a team of financial professionals that have the fiduciary obligation to look out for you during a period of your life where you are at most risk of making big and bad decisions in your life, and we're talking about retirement, it's going to be absolutely crucial. So do create a team of financial professionals. Let go of trying to do everything yourself and let people come in and help you with a lot of those important things. Because long-term, as you age, you're not going to want to focus on a lot of that stuff. You're going to want to focus on your life and what you're happy doing. And my guess is that is not a lot of the other things those other financial professionals can help you do. And then finally, the last don't when it comes to the do's and don'ts of a successful retirement is don't wing it. I have seen over and over and over again, a lot of people enter into retirement thinking that, oh, it will be okay. Nah, I really don't have to look too far into it. I don't spend that much money. Things will work the way they're supposed to work. It is what it is. Having that type of attitude is no way to begin your transition into one of the most important periods of your life, which is retirement. Have a plan. I don't care if you create the plan yourself. I don't care if you get out a legal yellow pad on your desk and you write out the first 10 years of what retirement's going to look like and you have a budget next to every one of those years. If that's how you want to do it and that's your plan, great. That's better than not doing anything and just winging it. I always believe that, again, like we talked about before, you should bring in financial professionals to help you create a structure and a plan that will help you optimize everything in your life to help you fulfill that dream retirement you want for yourself. But again, anything is better than nothing, and I consider winging it nothing. Don't enter into, and this, I think, should be applied for the first 10 years before you get to retirement. A lot of people go, I don't need to do anything leading up to retirement. And then all of a sudden they go, I'm going to retire next year. Maybe I should start thinking about some of this stuff. Well, at that point, sometimes it's already too late because you missed out on a lot of opportunities to enhance a lot of your financial life in a way that could allow you to maximize a successful retirement, specifically early on. But regardless of what your plan is, regardless of if you're going to hire somebody or if you're going to do it yourself, please create a plan for yourself have a good understanding and clarity of what retirement's going to look like. And whatever you do, don't get lazy and decide you're just going to wing it because that's never going to end up well. And when we talk about your retirement, that's the last thing we want you to screw up for yourself. If you're looking for more information about the podcast, myself, or FarmDFP, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcast at farmdfp.com with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.